I'm wrapping up a series today called I Quit. I Quit. And I want to talk to you today about how I quit cheating on my wife. Yes, I've cheated on Tiffany. It has happened twice in 2005 and the first part of 2006 and the second time in 2009. And in just a few moments, I'm going to tell you the name of the person that I cheated with, and every one of you will know her. During those seasons, I, when I cheated, uh, she was just always on my mind. She consumed so much of my time and my energy. I talked about her all the time, and literally she would keep me up at night. And I think really the most heartbreaking news that I share with you today is that she's already married. She has a husband, and her name is, is People's Church. That's right. Ah, I didn't cheat on my wife. Give me a break. I'm just a good promoter. Amen. I hadn't had no affair with my wife. But I have cheated on my wife and on my kids with People's Church. It was during two seasons when we were building our, our two facilities. And these buildings consumed me. These multi-million dollar projects consumed me and my time and, and my energy. And if you follow this ministry for a while, you know that I am a man of integrity. If I say we're going to do something, we're going to make it happen. And, and so there's, there was a weight on me as, as a leader. And, and this, honestly, I put my family on a back burner uh, during the seasons, during these two, during these two buildings. And um, I, I would go home at night and and I wouldn't really be home. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When you're home, but you're not really, really home. And I, I was working insane hours, you know, 60, 70 hours a week. And I believe in hard work. And I understand you business owners know there are seasons of, of just, just, just grueling hard work. And, and, and yet I get that 40 and 50 hours a week. I do that on a consistent weekly basis. I, I take one day off a week. Saturday is, a, is still a prep day for me. I kind of just remember, memorize the message, go over the message, fine-tune the message. So I work on Saturday. I take Fridays off. I get hard work, man. I I'm a hard worker, but I was at an insane pace, 60, 70 hours a week, couldn't sleep at night, waking up with it on my mind. I was having anxiety attacks and stress attacks. I mean, it was, it was consuming me. I would go out on a date with my wife, and, and I wouldn't be there. I wasn't there emotionally. I wasn't engaged relationally with my wife. I wasn't there mentally with my wife. And some of you know what I'm talking about when you're there and, and you're not there on a date. Matter of fact, it was only during the building programs, the, the, those two building programs, that, that I would actually were times I didn't want to go out with my wife. I just wanted to lay on the couch. I was exhausted. I was tired mentally and emotionally. And on top of all of it, I was more irritable. I was short. I was impatient. I was just irritable. And how many know here he is working on the kingdom of God and he's irritable. Come on, he needs some prayer. Amen, you know. But I, but I was. It's just the, fact, the, the raw reality of what I was, what I was facing and the weight that was, that was on me. And, and my family, my wife, my kids, they were on the back burner. And, and here's what I'm thankful for. I can, I can honestly say this. I'm thankful that that was a season of my life. And I realized I could not run at that kind of pace. And I'm grateful that I stopped cheating on my wife and on my kids and got a lot more good, balanced pace, sustainable pace that I could run at. But here's the issue. Here's the problem. Is some of you in this place, you're cheating on your spouse. 
you're cheating on your kids. And the problem is this, is you've been doing it for months. You've been doing it for years and years and years. And your family is suffering. Your spouse is suffering. Your kids are suffering. And you're in this cycle and it's damaging your family. And what I want to do is open up my life, talk to you from my life about how I quit cheating on my wife and kids. Point number one, if you're following along with me in your bulletin today, number one is this. This is the first thing that I had to do. I had to realize that somebody or something is going to get cheated. Somebody or something is going to get cheated. I want us to look at Luke chapter 2, verse 41 through 46. The Bible says every year his parents, talking about Jesus and, and, and Jesus' parents, says went to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the feast according to the custom. After the feast was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. Now notice this, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they, they thought Jesus was still with them. They traveled on for a day. Then they began, be, began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among teachers, among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Now, now check this out. Joseph and Mary got so caught up with the temple feast that they left Jesus behind. Mary and Joseph got so caught up in hanging out and talking with their friends and with their family that they left Jesus behind. Come on, I'm talking about Jesus now. I mean, come on, you, they left Jesus behind. And this happened to Tiffany and I at Thanksgiving time. It was Thanksgiving and, and the day before we were driving up to Kansas City, Missouri, to see some of my family who, who lives up in that area. And so we were driving up to, to Kansas City, Missouri. We, we got to the hotel, and my dad was following us up to Kansas City. And we got out, and Tiffany was getting the kids. I was getting the luggage. We were talking to my dad and his family, and I, I was packing all the luggage. And, of course, with a family of six, there's quite a few bags and bags strapped on me, rolling bags, trying to get all the luggage in and open doors with your foot. You know how you do that? And, and, and talking at the same time to my dad and his family and my wife. And we finally get up to the hotel room, open the door, throwing all the, the luggage in. And, of course, when you have four kids, those of you that have a lot of kids like we do, you know, you have to count. You know what I'm saying? One, two, three. We're missing one. And I, I said, Tiffany, where's Case? She says, I thought you got him. No, I thought you got him. Well, he was on your side. Well, I thought you were getting the kids. I was getting the luggage. And we left Case in the car. He was locked up in the car. And I took off running, man. I ran down. I got in the elevator. I got down the stairs. I got outside to, my, to the car, uh, unlocked the door, opened the car door. And thank God, Case thought it was a game. <laughs> but you know what happened? You know what happened? Is, is I got focused on the immediate, and it took my attention off the important. Can I tell you, the luggage wasn't the most important thing to me. 
I could replace the luggage. I could get some more clothes. I could get some more suitcases. That was not the most important thing. But, but can I tell you, the immediate was impressing on me, and the immediate got me all focused on the most important thing, and that's that my kids got into the hotel room safely. And that happens a lot of time in lives. That happens to a lot of people. Some of you today, you're so focused on the immediate, the career, the career goals, the promotion, the friends, the hobbies, the busyness that happens in life. You're so focused on the immediate that you've taken your attention off the important. And your family is suffering because of it. You, you, you've cheated. You've cheated the important for the sake of the immediate. And, and here's the deal. Here's the deal. In life, somebody or something is going to get cheated. Somebody or something is going to get left behind. That, that's just the way that life works. And, and here's the deal. You have to choose who you're going to cheat because if you don't choose to cheat the immediate, you will find yourself cheating the important. I, I should have left the luggage behind. I should have just came back, made a couple of trips, and, and left the luggage behind and make sure my kids got up to the hotel room. But no, no, I'm hard-headed. I got focused on the immediate, trying to get those bags up that I left my baby boy strapped in the car seat in the car, locked up by himself because I was so consumed with the immediate. You see, friends, you see, here's what you have to understand. The question is never, is never, is someone or something getting cheated. The question is always, 100% of the time, where and who are you cheating? Who are you leaving behind? And I want to make this personal for you. I want you to think about these sobering questions and process it with me for a moment. Who and where are you cheating? You're cheating somebody. Who are you leaving behind? Are you cheating your spouse as you chase your career goals? Are you leaving your kids behind and neglecting your kids as you pursue hobbies? Are, 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 are the immediate pressures pulls and tugs of life and bills and busyness? Do you find yourself wrapped up in the immediate and neglecting the most important things in life? Somebody's going to get cheated, whether it's the friends or it's the family, whether it's the hobbies or it's the family, whether it's all the career goals or the something's going to get cheated. Here, here's what I want you to know. Here's what I had to realize myself, is you're not expendable at home. You're not expendable. You're expendable at the workplace. If you don't think you are, just get fired. Oh, they need me. Oh, no, they don't. They'll be just fine. At home, you're not expendable. You're the only father and mother your kids will have. Your spouse only has one mate to get emotional and relational support from. At least I hope so. You're not expecting, here's, here's what you have to understand, is your family needs you. 
And, and you, 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 can never, you can never make up for lost time with your family. Never. You, listen, no, you, you can never, no matter how much money you bring home, it will never substitute or replace your presence in the home. Listen, listen, no, no, it, it, you, no matter how many gift cards you buy for your husband to the Bass Pro Shop or how many flowers you buy for your wife, it will never make up you neglecting your marriage. No matter how many toys you buy your kids, gadgets you buy your kids, iPod, iPhone, the coolest clothes, the coolest shoes, it will never replace your consistent presence in their life. Never. And so you have to choose to cheat because somebody, somebody or something is going to get cheated. And I sure hope it's not your family. And the number two is this. There's a second, second lesson that I had to learn so that I would quit cheating on my wife and my kids. Number two is this. I had to quit cheating by establishing priorities. Don't miss this. Establishing priorities. Because when you don't establish priorities, you find yourself going on a day's journey and realizing Jesus is not with you. Because your priorities are out of whack. And the only way that you don't cheat the important for the immediate is by establishing priorities. Now, now, without crystal clear, crystal clear priorities, you will get caught up in the business of life. And you'll end up cheating the most important people to you, your family. Let, Let me tell you what a priority is. A priority is something you put ahead of something else. A priority is something you say yes to even when it means saying no to other important things. It's, it's a priority. And, and here's what you do. To establish priorities, you're simply saying, I'm going to cheat by design. You see, here's what I had to do for my own life is I had to cheat by design. I had to decide ahead of time what I was going to cheat. Because life's busy, pastoring's busy, responsibilities are busy, and, and things are coming at me. And I had to make up in my mind that before life comes my way and the next season comes my way, I'm going to cheat by design. I'm going to establish up front my priorities and base my life around those crystal clear priorities for me, my top four are God, my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my kids, And then people's church. Those are my top four. There are other things in my life, but those are my top four priorities. And here's how this is fleshed out for me because I had to quit cheating on my wife and on my kids. When when Kel was was born, my oldest son, over seven years ago, I was at the time playing some some video games with some of the guys in the church. We used to like to play Jod Madden football together. And so we'd play against one another and talk trash against one another some of y'all would make me mad, but I couldn't hurt you, but I could talk trash to you through football. Amen. But no, I would have, I'd just have fun hanging with the guys playing. And when Kel was born, I'll never forget one day I was sitting in front of the television playing this video game, practicing up to play against some of the guys in the church. And I remember Kel was mad at me, grabbing my arm. He was frustrated with me that that video game was taking priority over him. It was that day I just quit. I said, you know what? I'm not playing this video game any longer. That's the immediate, it's fun, but the most important thing is I invested in my kids. He didn't ask to come into this world. God gave him as a gift to me and to Tiffany, and so I, I rearranged my priorities. I said, Kel's going to be a priority. Here, here's how this fleshes out 
with me is, is I say no to a lot of evening appointments. I've, I've set my schedule in a way that I say, you know what? I'm going to be home at least four nights a week with my family. I'm not going to be going six nights a week and be away from my family. I want to be able to sit around the dining room table and eat dinner with my family and invest in my family and, 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 and invest in my marriage and my kids. And so I set my life up that way. And so I say no to a lot of appointments, a lot of evening appointments and a lot of things. And, hey, can we get together? Can you go here? Can you do this? Can you be at that? I just said, this is my priority. This is my priority. And I say no to a lot of, a lot of other things to invest in my, my kids and my, my wife. And I have small kids. You know, it's, it's seasons of life change, and my kids are 16 and 17. They might not want to be home at night, amen, so, but I'll adjust to that season of life. This is the season I'm in now. Uh, one, one of the things just in, in my vocation and what I do is, is, is the Lord has, has graced me, and I'm very humbled by the opportunities I have to go speak out, and, I, and I'm grateful for it, and I have to say no a lot. I say no a whole lot more than, than I say yes, and and that, that's just a priority that with small kids and, and my wife, I just know that I can't be on the road speaking out, carry the responsibilities that I have at this church. It's just, I, I just can't do that and be the husband and the father that I, that I need to be. And so sometimes that's not easy. Sometimes my flesh fights it. I, I, ha, I had one pastor, uh, a very popular pastor, large church, and he texted me. If I said his name, many of you would know who he is. He has a television program and just a very popular guy. I have a lot of respect for him and his ministry. And he texted me and said, hey, Herbert, I just got a cancellation at my conference. I said, in a couple of weeks, could you come and speak one night? And I thought, man, I sure want to. But, but I had a commitment that I made with Tiffany already. I had a commitment to her and to the, to the kids. And I knew that, hey, this commitment is, is the priority. But in my mind, I thought, just maybe I could go. And so I went to do what any good husband would do. I went to ask my wife and see if I could manipulate her. Do you know what I'm saying? And so I went to Tiffany and said, can you believe such and such contacted me? What an opportunity. Wow. Hey, babe, do you, would you mind if I go and speak for this guy? She goes, my wife's sweet. She goes, you know, Herbert, I, I wouldn't mind. You know, I, this is scheduled already, and we'd have to kind of shuffle this around and all. But, and if you want to go, I want you to go. That's a great opportunity. And I thought about it for a few more moments, and I realized, you know, no, baby, I'm not, I'm not going to go. It's a great opportunity, but you're my priority. I have a commitment to my family. I said to my wife, sweetie, I want you to know you're my priority. In the back of my mind, I thought, if I tell him no, he might not ever invite me back. But I told him no! Because here's what I've learned. Here's what I learned. Everybody says, oh, I got opportunities. Oh, Pastor, look at all these open doors. I got open doors everywhere. Listen, every good opportunity is not a God opportunity. And you've got to have priorities or the pressure and the busyness and the pull and the tugs of life. You'll find yourself giving your attention to the immediate and cheating the important. Number three is this, there's a, a, a third, there's a, a, a third lesson that I've learned on, on not cheating my, my wife and, and my kids. Lesson three for me is this, my actions speak louder than my words. My actions speak louder than my words. When it comes to how you spend your time, that, the most precious commodity that you have is your time. You can get more money. You can get another house, you can get another car, you can get some more clothes, but you can't get more time.
and, 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 and when it comes to how you spend your time, my time, our, our actions speak louder than our words to our family. To our family, the old saying is true, talk is cheap. Remember the old saying, put up or shut up. Yeah. When it comes to your family and time, put up or shut up. Matthew chapter 7, verse 18 through 20 says this, a good tree can't produce bad fruit, Jesus says, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can, you, you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Wow. People by their actions. When it comes to how we spend our time, actions speak louder than words. And here's what some of you are saying. No, no, Herbert, 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 Herbert. You have to know my heart. You need to know my intentions. My family knows my intentions. My family knows that I love them. And my intentions are for them to be my priority. My family knows my heart. You know, if I was driving my, my car and driving down the road and I decided to do something that none of us should ever do, and I decided to text while driving, and I justified by saying, I'm just going to text one word, okay. And so I get my phone while I'm driving and look down, hit okay and send, and look back up, and now I'm on top of the curve, and you're walking, and I hit you. I knock you down. We have to call the ambulance. And being a good pastor, since I hit you, I'm coming to the hospital. And I show up at the hospital by your bed, and you're in pain, and I begin to talk to you, and I begin to tell you, listen, it was not my intention to hit you. I just want you to know my heart's. I want you to know my heart. I didn't mean to hit you. How many know that's not helping your two broken legs? You know what I'm saying? I, I'm telling you, please know my heart. I just, I should have looked at and I did, but it wasn't my heart. I want you to know I care about you. And how many know that's not helping the stitches you got all down your head right now? That's not helping anything at all. Matter of fact, if I wasn't a pastor, you'd be trying to sucker punch me right now. I can't believe you hit me and knocked me out and broke my legs. Okay, that's about your intentions. And we get that in the world of driving. But somehow there's a disconnect in the world of relationships. And we think, you know what? My family knows my intentions. They, they know my heart. And I'm telling you, no, they don't. They know your actions. You know what your family wants from you? They don't want to hear that you're their priority. They want to feel that they're your priority. And there's a difference. There's a difference between hearing that I'm the priority and feeling like I'm the priority. You see, I don't want my wife to talk about kissing me. Baby, I want to feel them lips. Amen. Put them things on me. Don't be talking about you want to kiss me. Put them on me. Because there's a difference between talking like you're going to kiss me and let me feel. I thought I'd make it plain for you today, huh? There's a difference. And yet, and yet, and yet, and yet, so many of us, so many of us say stuff, say stuff like this. Well, well, I have good intentions. Well, well, my family, they know my heart. And I'm telling you, listen, listen, your family does not care about your heart. They care about you putting them in your schedule. 
And you keep talking about loving your family with your heart. And your family keeps saying, no, love me with your schedule. Quit loving me with your heart. Loving me with your heart is killing me. Love me with your, with your schedule. And yet, if you're not careful, if you're not careful, you're going along in life, you're, 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 you're chasing the immediate, and you wake up one day and you left Jesus, you left your family, you left your kids behind. And I've learned, I've learned, I've learned, I've learned that my actions speak louder than my words when it comes to spending time and investing in my wife and my kids. Number four is this, there's a... There's a fourth lesson that I've learned so that I would stop cheating on my wife and kids. Number four is this. To quit, treat, to quit cheating your family is a spiritual decision. A spiritual decision. To quit cheating your family could be the most spiritual decision you make in 2011. Please hear what God's word says. First Timothy chapter 3 and verse 4 and 5. It says, he must manage his own family well. Talking about a leader of a church, an elder of a church, pastor of a church. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him with proper respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? God says, my priority is that you would take care of your house before you take care of my house. God says, you, your family before my family. It's a spiritual decision, and God loves the church. He cares about the church. He's building the church. But God says, here's the reality. Here's your priorities, man of God, woman of God, your family before my family. Sir, ma'am, to your family, the clearest indication of God's presence in your life could be the reordering of your schedule. You see, my wife doesn't base my spirituality the way some of you do. Oh, pastor can teach. Oh, he preached today. He's so spiritual. My wife, see, my wife doesn't look at me like that. She lives with me. So she's not impressed by the gift of teaching and speaking that God has given me. that, That doesn't impress her. My wife bases my spirituality on how I love God how I love her, how I love our kids. You see, my wife and kids don't want to hear me preach good sermons. They want to see me live sermons. They're not impressed. And here's what I've come to the conclusion on with my own life. If I quote 50 scriptures a day and neglect my wife, I'm not as spiritual as I think I am. If I preach every Sunday to thousands of people, and, and God has blessed us in, in, a, in a very humbling, unique way, that I have the opportunity to do that, to speak to thousands of people every Sunday. But if my kids are starving for my attention, I'm not as spiritual as I think I am. If I see hundreds of people come to Christ every month, and God has graced us, and we see that here at this church, but my family is hurting, starving, and needing daddy, my wife needing a husband at home, and I'm not there for them. I'm not as spiritual as I think I am. And if you make a million dollars a year, you get the promotion, you get the house, you get the car, 
You get the clothes. You get the vacations you want. You operate in the gifts of the Spirit. You win lots of people to Jesus. And you neglect your family. You're not as spiritual as you think you are. God says, your family before my family. God says, spiritual leader, your house before my house. For you, your house before your job. Your house before your hobbies. Your house before your friends. Today, my hope and prayer is many of you would declare and you'd begin to live out, I quit cheating. My wife, my husband, my kids. Because, sir, ma'am, the most spiritual decision that you may make in 2011 may be the reordering of your schedule and your life. Let's pray. Lord, thanks for your word.